In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, and how are you tonight? I truly pray and hope that you are well. And if you are not well, I pray that you are getting well. I hope and pray that listening to our show is making a difference in your life and bringing some form of encouragement, inspiration, um, spiritual growth, to you in some good, wonderful way. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm flying solo tonight. My honey's not, um, he's not even uh, listening in as he usually does. So uh, y'all got to keep me company out there, all right? <laughs> you got to make sure you're tuned in and listening and, and keeping me company. I know uh, for certain that there are a lot of people who are um, really struggling and really pressing through some difficult times and some difficult issues in their life. And tonight, I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you to hang in there. You know, sometimes we just have to do that. We have to encourage each other. We have to build each other up, you know, and we have to carry each other at different times um, in our lives. We need that um, from one another. And I just want to be one of those people tonight that encourage you to hang in there, okay? Life can really be rough. Sometimes I know life can be rough. There's some horrible things that can happen in, in, in our lives that um, really can wound us and really can knock us for a loop. But know this, you can make it. You can make it. If something has happened in your life to cause you emotional pain, which that's pretty much guaranteed, um, the level of emotional pain is probably um, 
questionable because I know that that's different for everybody, but I think it's almost guaranteed that you're going to have experienced some kind of emotional pain in your life uh, if you've lived any length of time. So um, just, just know that healing takes time. Healing is a process, but you can make it. That's right. You can make it. Tonight, I'm going to talk about triggers. Triggers. What are triggers? What do I mean by triggers? I mean things that happen and cause or initiate an emotional reaction that initiate an emotional reaction in, in, in your emotions. And, and here's a scenario for you, okay? Let's say you've been hurt. I can say I've been hurt. When you've been hurt, you've been, uh, let's say, wounded in some way, emotionally traumatized by a parent, perhaps. You know, because many times parents can be uh, very... Um, abusive, condescending, um, either actively or um, in, what's the word I mean? Like uh, maybe not intentionally, but even through absence, through through uh, just neglect or not being there for you. But okay, anyway, let's say you've been traumatized by a parent, perhaps by a husband, you know, a marriage relationship, a teacher maybe even at some point in your life, um, an old friend, and you're, you're processing it or you have, you felt like you processed it. You felt like, okay, your feelings are hurt. Maybe you cried about it. Maybe you told someone about it. You um, processed, processed it and you moved on. And you're thinking, okay, I've already dealt with that. It's no big deal. You know, I'm, I'm over that. I'm over it. You know, I'm done with it. You're going along just fine. Then something happens to trigger an old memory or that old emotion. May not even be related to what that individual did to wound you, but something happens to trigger that feeling, that emotion, the way you felt when that other person did this or that to you whether it was something as serious as sexual abuse or whether it was something maybe uh, on, a, on a lesser scale like um, being embarrassed or talked about or made fun of at school or something. But the, the trigger, the thing that caused that emotional response was the emotional pain, remembering that emotional pain. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Triggers. Those things that initiate that emotional reaction. And I want to let you know that if you've been hurt and if you are recovering from emotional pain, triggers are common. They are going to happen. Okay, do not be discouraged by this. Don't let that discourage you. Um, now, of course, if this is something that happened maybe years ago and um, you're still experiencing severe triggers, 
like like some people who suffer from post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, severe triggers. Now that's another that's another area, um, and I think that that requires probably a little more um, than what we're going to talk about tonight as far as um, dealing with it, but. In general, you know, you're going to experience triggers in, in life, things that will trigger those old emotions. And I don't want you to be discouraged by this. I don't want you to run from it either. I would suggest that you also do not run from it. Uh, don't try to suppress it, avoid it. Pretend, you know, talk yourself out of those emotions uh, as far as having the emotions. Um, because this is, a, this is a good sign for you to know that, yes, um, you might still be dealing with some of, that, some of that unresolved pain. Okay? It doesn't mean that you're not on the right track. It just means that you still have a ways to go. And that can be a good thing. It can be a good thing. It's all, it all depends on how you look at it. Okay. So, um, get ready to heal, get ready to heal. I want to stir you up, motivate you, inspire you to know that, um, triggers don't have to be all bad. It doesn't have to be all bad because you feel that way again. But how you respond to those triggers, what you do about them, um, is the key. There's a quote that I want to say, um, and I'll probably say this more than once tonight. When you can feel emotional pain without regressing emotionally, then I think that's a good sign that you are healed. Does that make sense? When you can feel emotional pain without e regressing emotionally, then that's a good sign that you're healed or you're on your way to healing. Um, so get your tea so you can sip with me because tonight I am sipping one of my favorite flavors. Yes, my favorite, one of my favorite flavors, because I like a lot of different flavors, is my roasted almond. And I am drinking that from Capital Teas. They are fifth generation fine tea merchants. Stop and smell the teas. Mm, smell the fragrance, smell the aroma. Um, they are located in uh, Three areas here on the East Coast in Annapolis, in Bethesda, in, at the National Harbor. Stop and smell the teas. I love their teas. I love their store. They have beautiful um, teapots and teacups and steepers and scones. I mean, oh, if you like tea, they've got Everything, absolutely everything, and the prices are reasonable, okay? <laughs> so anyway, talking about triggers tonight. Yes, people, healing takes time. Yes, it does. Healing takes time. It is a process. A lot of times we want to rush that process. We want it to be over with because we're tired of hurting. 
We're tired of feeling those those uncomfortable feelings. We're tired of crying. We're tired of feeling the the negative uh, vibe that comes with being hurt. So a lot of times we want to rush that process, but it is a process. And like I said, you can be going along just fine, and then something happens to trigger an old memory or an old and an, an old emotion. Um, don't let this discourage you, okay? Excuse me. I believe healing takes place in stages and in layers. All right, there's my music. That means I have to come back after the break and continue that thought. Okay, be back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Thank God, I am free, I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. By the way, people, we do have some call-in lines of the... Ooh, I don't even know if I should say that tonight. Um... <laughs> We're actually having a, some technical uh, changes going on that I'm not used to, so I don't know if I if I have call in lines tonight or not. So I better not. I better find out about that on the next break before I say that. <laughs> but anyway, back to our topic tonight. We are talking about triggers, emotional triggers, and I believe healing takes place in stages. And in layers, so to speak, we get healed a little bit at a time. 
And sometimes, like I said, we expect it to just happen overnight. You know, we want it to be over with. We're tired of crying. We're tired of dealing with it. So we want it to be done. But it just doesn't work that way. It really just doesn't work that way, okay? I think that is relevant to how much trauma you've experienced as far as how how deep the hurt goes and how long it'll take you to overcome it and your coping skills, your coping mechanisms, how you deal with things, okay? So be patient. Be patient with yourself. Our societies, I believe, they, they want to, um, man, they want to medicate everybody, okay? They want to medicate everybody, um, medicate you for anxiety, medicate you for depression, um, just medicate, medicate, medicate. And I, you know, I'm in the healthcare profession myself. I'm a registered nurse. So I believe that there are times that medication is appropriate, but I do also believe that it is overused. I believe that grief is, is, is a part of life. The scriptures even tell us that there is a time for everything under the sun, a time to laugh, a time to cry, you know, a time to plant, a time to pluck up, you know, a time for peace, a time for war. There's a time for everything in our life. And there are going to be seasons where we mourn, where we grieve the loss of relationships, the loss of things that are dear to us, and we need to be patient. I remember, I remember the first time in my first marriage that, my, uh, that I found out that my husband had cheated on me. It took me, I would say, a good year to stop grieving over that regularly. I mean, it was something that, um, and I, you know, was kind of hard on myself. I wasn't sure if that was good or bad or not. And then finally, somewhere along the way, I remember reading or hearing from someone, some, I, I can't remember if it was through counsel or just what it was that, that, uh, that is actually an appropriate amount of time for grieving. Um, a loss of like like the loss of a loved one, for instance, that that what I was grieving was almost the same as experience a death, a death in my in my life. You know, it was it was like the same level of emotional pain. So, you know, healing takes time. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with God. I think that we should trust the Lord to lead us through the healing process. As some of you may know, I have outlined in, in one of my books, the book that is called Overcoming Sexual Abuse, I have outlined how to overcome sexual abuse. And um, I feel that that information that I've shared is very important and it, and it can be vital to one's um, recovery. But I also feel that it is best for each of us to let the Lord lead us through each phase that I describe in that book. 
um, there are different phases and 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 I they cannot be rushed and uh, skipped maybe you know some some people have to go through all the phases some people can maybe skip some of it and, and be okay but you know, I'm not saying that I'm an expert on this. Even if you read my book, it is a good guideline, and I do think it'll be helpful and beneficial. But I also think it's very important for you to let the Lord lead you through each phase. He will prompt your spirit regarding what and how to do. You know, what to do and how to do these things when the right time is. Some things will trigger in your emotions that you didn't even know were still there. You didn't even know we're still there. And don't, don't be afraid of that. Um, I can think of different times, you know, even as I'm talking to you, I can think of different times <laughs> when something happened in my life. And I had this way like over response, what seemed to me to be like an over response to it. And then afterwards I was like, wow, wait a minute, where did that come from? where did that come from? I didn't know that that was in me. I didn't know I was feeling that way. Well, um, those, that trigger, <laughs> that thing that triggered those emotions that were buried deep inside, uh, it was something I needed to know. I needed to know was there so that I could address those issues and, and, and get healed from those issues. Okay. And here's a, here's a very good example of that. Um, as some of you may know, I was sexually abused by my father as a girl between the ages of 10 and 12. I was around 10 the first time he approached me and somewhere around 12, between 12 and 13 by the time um, he actually uh, actually molested me. And then it went on for a little while and 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 stopped. But um, because of that trauma, because of that breach, and because of what had happened in my life, I had, uh, you know, I, at one time, I even hated my father. You know, once we were removed from the home and separated from my parents and ended up in foster care, and, and, and before that, we were living with relatives, um, back and forth with my mom a few times. But, you know, I ended up even hating my father at one point in my life. Then I learned and realized that um, through going to church and through hearing the, the preaching of the word and the preaching of the gospel that, that I would have to forgive my father in order to be free myself from um, the emotional pain that he caused me. So I stopped hating him, but I didn't have any, I didn't have any emotions towards him. I didn't have any Bond, emotional bond with him anymore. It was like he didn't exist anymore for me. He, he stopped existing in my emotions. But um, I recognized that emotional pain was a trigger for me much, 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 much later in my life. Okay. Now, this was much later in my life. I was um, newly I was remarried. I had a wonderful husband. I um, was restored uh, 
my faith had been restored and my walk with the Lord had been renewed and, and I was going along and, and growing and, and excited and, and doing pretty good. But I had a miscarriage. This is about five years after I was restored, five years after uh, my, you know, my, my walk with the Lord and everything being restored, I suffered a miscarriage. Okay. I, of course, you know, I had waited some time for that pregnancy. I had prayed for that pregnancy. I had trusted the Lord and believed the Lord to, to, uh, grant me my, my prayer that I would have a child. And so of course, when I suffered the miscarriage, um, I, I really grieved, uh, the loss of that child. This time, however, I noticed that I was able to process the pain. I was able to feel the pain. I was able to cry. Uh, I cried at different times, just unexpectedly, just thinking about it and, th and thinking about my loss. And I saw that I, I, in the past, that kind of pain would have caused me to feel sorry for myself, it, it would have caused me to regress emotionally. It would have caused me to start thinking about even my, you know, the bad things that had happened in my life before, um, the emotional pains, the disappointments, uh, and make me feel like I, well, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens to me or, I can't do this or I can't do that because this is always the kind of stuff that happens to me or I, I must be cursed. Something must be wrong. I would start this whole thought process in my mind, these negative thoughts that would make me feel like going backwards. But this time I noticed that I did grieve. I did cry. I did feel the pain, but I didn't regress. I didn't go back into that old, defeated, negative place, the place that God had already brought me through and healed me from. I didn't go back into that place. But what did happen, which was odd for me, was that suddenly um, one day I, I just found myself crying for my father. I found myself thinking about my father and crying for my father in a way that I could not ever recall doing before. And it was, it was, it was a little bit frightening to me, but, but it was also kind of amazing to me because it was, it was, it was a new thing and it was like, the miscarriage and the pain of the miscarriage caused me to really feel the emotional pain of losing my father. When my father turned into this monster and he began to abuse us and began to molest me in the way that he did, I lost my father. I lost that natural bond that a child should have with their parent with their father. I lost that. And I don't remember ever grieving for that. I was not able, able to grieve for that because of the trauma of being abused. Hold that thought and I'll be back after the break. 
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. If you just joined me... I am sipping my tea, and I hope that you are sipping yours and comfortable because I am enjoying a wonderful cup of tea, roasted almond flavor from Capital Cheese, fifth generation fine tea merchants here in the uh, National Harbor, Bethsaida, Annapolis, Washington, D.C. area. Stop and smell the teas. I think tea can be very therapeutic in itself. (laughs) Uh, There's such a thing as aromatherapy. I love to smell the tea and then, of course, sip the tea. So anyway, if you're listening, I'm glad to have you. Tonight, we are talking about triggers. We are talking about emotional triggers. And I was just describing how... Um, The pain of a miscarriage allowed me to cry for my father for the first time 
probably since I was a little girl, younger than when my abuse occurred. The pain, that emotional pain was so deep, but it unearthed or it helped to bring up some emotions that I was not in touch with, that I had lost, that I had buried, that I had detached myself from, and I was able to cry for my father, not from the perspective of what he had done to me, not from the trauma that he had caused me, but actually grieved the loss of my daddy. I, re I remember I, my emotions went back and I was, I was thinking, wow, um, all the difficult things that I had been through in my life, my, my first marriage, um, my struggling to put myself through school, to put myself through college, um, you know, just having to survive, to have that survivor m mentality and not having people around me to help to provide for me and take care of me. I just remember thinking, all of those, if, if I would have had my daddy, if I would have had my, my, my daddy, if you would have been there, then my life just would have been a lot easier. I probably wouldn't have made some of the decisions I made as far as the type of husband that I, that I um, chose, you know, because we tend to repeat the cycles. We tend to repeat the pattern. If, if you were if your daddy was an alcoholic and if he was abusive and, you know, reclusive and, and distant or any of those things, then a lot of times we end up repeating the pattern um, subconsciously, uh, even when we, when we don't intend to. And that is what I did. So anyway, I was able, that emotional pain allowed, it was, it was a good, it was a good thing because it allowed me to go to some places in, inside me that, I had never, um, I hadn't experienced before. And so I was able to grieve for my daddy as my daddy. And that's what we're talking about tonight. How don't, triggers don't have to be a bad thing and don't let triggers interrupt your healing process. Don't let triggers set you back embrace them and and work through them let them let them help to show you what areas maybe are still a little bit tender inside and that's what came out of my experience and that is just that is just one of many experiences that I could describe for you but let me see where I want to go here from um from my notes here, I believe that the Lord will prompt your spirit when it's time for these kinds of things. I don't think I was ready for that at any other time in my life. I don't think that I, I think that it came up at a time when it was necessary and when it was going to benefit me, um, not push me over the edge, not you know, not cause me to regress. I think I was actually strong enough at that time to actually process this new emotion. Okay. Um, I even remember that when I would regress in the past, you know, when I would regress, when I would feel sorry for myself and I would say things like, you know, 
I'm cursed. Um, things think these kinds of things always happen to me or bad things always seem to happen to me. You know, I never win anything, you know, <laughs> you know, even at a drawing at work, you know, if you're, if you're putting your name in a hat to get a drawing or something, I would say, Oh, I, I never win things. Uh, well, the Lord, this is an example of how he will prompt you because the Lord just put a check in my spirit one you know, one day he, he rebuked me by, by reminding me, Hey, that is not true. You are not cursed. You are not cursed. Anything that he has given salvation to, you know, he had restored my faith and my trust in him and my walk with him. So he's like, anything that I have, I have, that I have given salvation to anything that I have breathed life into cannot be cursed. You cannot be cursed if you belong to me. So, so during those times, not only did he, did he put a check in my spirit, but then he also began to, he would remind me of the scriptures. He would remind me of some of my favorite scriptures and things would come to my mind. Like, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not that's Galatians six and nine. And what that meant to me at the time is, is don't get tired. Don't get tired of walking this path of recovery. Don't get tired on this path of overcoming. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it can feel like a struggle sometimes, but don't get tired when you're doing well. Let us not be weary in well-doing. This is a good thing. Don't get tired. Don't give up. For you will reap. You will, you, will, you will see the benefit of this. You will get to enjoy the benefit of this if you don't give up. If you don't quit. If you don't regress and go back into your defeated way of thinking, you will see the benefit of this. And that's why I want to encourage you all tonight that if you have triggers, you know, don't give up. Don't give up. Be encouraged. Healing takes time. It's a process. When you can feel the emotional pains that come your way without regressing emotionally, you, I believe, are healed or you're in a very good place towards healing. All right. Does that make sense? I hope it does. But that's what the Lord would do. He would remind me of the scriptures just at the right time, just enough to boost my spirits. Uh, some of my favorites were that one that I just shared with you, Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. It was his way of letting me know that you're doing good. You're doing good. It's okay. You're doing good. You know? And, and then one of my other ones, he would say, after having done all to stand, after having done all you know to stand, stand therefore. And it goes on to say several other things like stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. In other words, speaking the truth, you know, speaking the truth, walking in truth. And, and the main point for me at that time was continue to stand. After you've done all that you know to stand, guess what? Keep on standing. Keep on standing. Don't give up. 
Don't fall down. Don't give in. Don't back down. Because you can make it. That comes from Ephesians 6. Chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. Those are the kinds of things that he would, he would prompt me with. You know, he would remind me of some of the good, you know, tidbits in, in the scripture. And there's a lot of them. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, that if we abide in that secret place with God, that he would protect us. He will protect us. You know, there are so many encouraging scriptures. If you're not familiar with encouraging scriptures, go to Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms. And, and let those scriptures, you know, re, uh, rehearse those scriptures. Memorize those scriptures so that when you need those words of encouragement, that the Lord can bring them back to you. Okay. He was so gentle in his prompting, even though I used the word rebuke, it wasn't in a way that was forceful. It wasn't in a way that was, um, uh, you know, aggressive. It was just that I felt that little check in my spirit, that little something that said, uh, 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 don't do that to yourself. Don't talk about yourself. Don't put yourself down like that because I don't put you down. I don't talk against you. I love you. I love you. I care for you. Casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. That's another scripture. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, that's another good scripture. But memorize scripture so that when you need those words of encouragement, he can bring them back to you. Okay. He was so gentle. The times when I felt the lowest were the times that he comforted me in real, very real and undeniable ways, ways that were personal to me that nobody else could have said it to me. And it meant that same thing had that same effect. Someone else could have told me that scripture maybe, but it wouldn't have had that same effect because it just felt so personal. And that is what God wants to be to us. He wants to be personal. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. And he's made that available to us through his son, Jesus Christ. More after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational 
for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. industry today, most of us are left in the dark when our doctors talk to us about our health and wellness. It seems that they don't have enough time to be informative and give us the options we deserve. Are you frustrated with today's medical advice as I am? Join the Medical Insider with Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell as they discuss the insider look at various therapies, medications, supplements, and much, much more. We will bring you the cutting-edge information regarding your health care and how you can take control of your health care decisions by not being fooled but being informed. Danny Walker and Dr. Richard Powell will be joined by experts in various fields throughout the healthcare industry, and they'll uncover the information that you should know about when it comes time to making those crucial decisions. Don't be fooled. Be informed with the Medical Insider every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, I don't know about you, but my tea's almost gone. And I guess that's consistent with what's happening in the show tonight. The show is almost over. (laughs) So I hope you are um, enjoying your tea and enjoying your time on the air with me because it is my goal and my desire to encourage you tonight. I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that... Whatever you're going through, uh, whatever you've been through in the past, you know that you can, you can be healed, you can overcome, you may experience triggers, things that come up that, that initiate that um, or trigger that emotional response of a, of a bad memory or, or of a bad, um, you know, a tough emotion, a rough emotion, a bad time in your life, but it doesn't have to be all bad. It doesn't have to, you don't have to regress. You can, you can, um, redirect that emotion. Um, before we went to the break, I was talking about some, how the Lord would just encourage me and how he would bring some of my favorite scriptures to my mind. And um, one of those scriptures, too, another favorite of mine was like, you are, uh, we are more than conquerors through Christ that loves us. You know, and when that scripture would come to my mind, then I would begin to tell myself that same thing over again. I am more than a conqueror. 
okay, yes, I feel like I feel this hurt right now. Yes, I, it does remind me of what happened to me, and I do feel this hurt right now. I didn't deny it, but then I would say, but I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ because he loves me. Satan, I'm not going to let you beat me up. I'm not going to let you tear me down. I'm not going to let you cause me to wallow in self-pity or wallow in the pain of my emotions. Okay. Yes, it's normal for me to feel them, but I'm not going to stay here. So through the Lord's prompting, he taught me how not to be a victim anymore, how not to remain a victim, how when things happen, things are going to happen. You're going to feel it. It's going to hurt, but you can get through it. You can get through it. You can move beyond it. And we all do this at different speeds and at different paces, but you can do it. Now, before I forget, I want to mention to you about the book that I was telling you about, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. I don't think I've read my little, my little spiel here in a minute. Um, so let's do that. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, not just talking about child molesters or um, ones who have molested children or pedophiles, but also by choice and through lifestyle preference. Many people abuse sex every day. Millions of people abuse sex every day. What God intended sex for, they abuse it. They misuse it. Okay. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? That is one of the topics that's going to be coming up real soon, um, real soon on the show in the next few weeks. Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? Find answers to these questions and many others in the pages of my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This book was a sequel to my first book in which I tell my own story of, of sexual abuse and how I was healed and how I overcame the pain and the trauma, the emotional scars that went along with uh, that, that, uh, that situation. I wrote my story about eight years ago and then I had it published a few years later. And then last year, the Lord blessed me to be able to write the sequel to that, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. What did that process look like for me? How did I, how did I, um, I outline the process and the steps involved in getting free from the vicious cycle of abuse? My intent is still not to advise, but mainly to let you know what the process is and that there is a process. Healing takes time, people. Okay. Alrighty, so let me see, where can we pick up from here? And thinking about um, 
the emotional pain, how that the miscarriage caused my emotions to go to a place that I had not uh, been before and how the Lord walked me through that. Um, in the past, like I said, that kind of pain would have caused me to feel sorry for myself. You know, I, I kind of wanted to feel sorry for myself. Um, but instead of feeling sorry for myself, I ended up thinking, even though I still cried, there were days that I still cried and felt the loss, but I ended up thinking of all the other women who've had miscarriages. You know, I was strong enough at that point where I could do that, where I could think of all the other women who have, who have had miscarriage, miscarriages. And this helped me to realize I was not the first to experience something like this, nor would I be the last to experience such a loss. Maybe that's not enough for everybody. But at that time in my life, that was helpful for me to say, okay, Diane, this hurts. This hurts. Yes, it hurts. But you know what? Now you know what millions and many hundreds of thousands or whatever of other women feel like. And I think, too, that that's where compassion comes in at as a believer, as a believer, I think that that's where compassion comes into your walk at and how you can begin to sympathize and, and have more compassion for other hurting people when you've walked through pain yourself. Now, as an unbeliever, you know, that's probably where bitterness sets in. That's probably where bitterness and anger sets in. But when you have that relationship with the Lord, which is one of the things that I think is so special about him, he takes those things and turns them into something good. And that's where compassion um, can come in and, and make you just more of a compassionate person. So instead of feeling sorry for myself, what did I do? I was able to think about all the other women who had walked in my shoes or would walk in my shoes. Okay. So then I prayed and I asked the Lord, okay, what do I do now? How do I, how do I move on from here? What do I do now? And he responded by just impressing in my spirit. You continue. You continue to walk each day. You continue to let your light shine. You continue to let people see how you deal with the loss. How I can help you walk through the loss so that they can see my good works, they can see that I'm able to bring them through hardships. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. It doesn't have to be the end of, you know, uh, their hope or the end of that uh, relationship. I mean, some, sometimes these kinds of traumas can cause marriages to end. They can cause uh, severe depression. They can cause uh, regression, um, especially if you're a person who's already been emotionally wounded in some way. But the Lord said, let your light shine that men would see his good works and glorify him. Glorify my father, which is in heaven. That's what I did. You know, I, part of me was kind of like, wow, you know, I've already told people at my job, I've already told people that I'm 
pregnant. I'm excited. I've already shared the good news with people. I've already told people how the Lord answered my prayer. Now, what do I say? Now, what do I do? And that's what he prompted me to do was let your light shine that men may see your good works. I'm not talking about faking it. I'm not talking about pretending as though you're not hurting, but I'm saying he, he prompted me to, to just allow them to see the grace of God operating in my life. You know, that I could talk about it, that I could work through it, that I could deal with it. Okay. In addition to the miscarriage at the time, here's the, here's the clincher too. In addition to the miscarriage at the time, my family was going through some really hard financial times. I was going through some really hard things at my job. I was being discriminated against at my job. Uh, I was feeling a lot of pressure at my job. So all, you know, these are, those are some major stressors. Financial problems, if any of you have been there, you know financial problems can really be hard on a marriage. Add a miscarriage to that and then add the feeling of just, of, you know, being discriminated or singled out uh, at a job. By the way, not to get too far off the subject, but that's, that's one of the things that um, prompted me to write my third book, The Story of Me. A Black Nurse by Diane Jones, RN. Um, it was that time in my life, actually, that prompted me to write this third book. And I haven't said a whole lot about this book. Oh, my goodness. And my time is already up. So instead of talking about the book, um, you can go on my host page and, and read about the book. But maybe I can, as we go off the air, I can say a short word of prayer Father, I just pray right now for everybody under the sound of my voice that hears this message tonight. I pray for every hurting person, every person that has suffered loss, every person that is dealing with emotional pain. I ask, Lord, that you comfort them and you carry them so that triggers don't set them back. Lord, but they press forward and they look to you as the author and finisher of their faith. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm-hmm.